Welcome to Season 3 of Russia Fear Podcast, where we chat all things Halloween Horror Nights, Universal Orlando's premier scare event. Tonight, for Episode 17, we are giving you all the background and details you need to experience, love, and understand Naughty Dog's The Last of Us House at this year's Halloween Horror Nights 32. So now, let the mayhem begin. What a rush of fear. Hi, everybody. It's Maddie. We are so excited to be bringing you this special episode of Rush of Fear um, leading into the beginning of Halloween Horror Night season in just a couple days. Uh, So with me, I have Michelle. Hey, everybody. I have Kenneth. Greetings and hello. Oh, so fancy this morning. And I have a special guest. It's (laughs) Lee. Hi, Lee. I'll take special. Hello, everyone. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's a... This week. Uh, well, yeah, you know, it's fair. Um... Our, our voices all sound a little bit different because we're actually recording in the morning instead of, like, at night. Like, we usually record yeah. really late at night. So our voices you, all... Well, you're differently. You're in... <laughs> you're, you're across the pond. The rest of us, this is yeah. early for us. Yeah. Yeah. We are we are nighttime recorders. We sure are. My um, voice is still uh, waking mind. up. I'm still. I still got that sleepy deep. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do. <laughs> I've got the allergy, like n- nasally sneezy voice going on right now. So, mm. uh huh. Kenneth's got the dulcet sounds of Rishafia podcast bringing you on. <laughs> yeah. This is what it would sound like if we were like a morning drive time <laughs> radio show <laughs> or a late night two a.m. talk show. It sounds kind of sexy, Traffic Kenneth. Not going to lie. <laughs> Traffic today is looking a little backed up right around Universal because everyone is going to Halloween Horror Nights and they're already lining up at 9.30 a.m. <laughs> so true. <laughs> Very valid. Well, we came up with this idea to have a Last of Us episode to give you guys all the details and everything that you might need to know going into the Last of Us house at this year's Horror Nights event. Um, It's going to be based on the game, and we know that there's a show out right now, and we're going to talk about the differences between the game and the show a little bit later on. Um, But we really wanted to give you guys like a deep dive into the game itself, um, give you guys all the details, and the reasons why we love it so much. So that's why Lee's here, because Lee loves The Last of Us game. (laughs) So he's going to help us out, and it's going to be so fun and exciting. <laughs> and I don't know what I'm saying because it's so early in the morning. <laughs> this is gonna this is gonna be like a a follow up to our episode we did with Mark, yes. where we we gushed mm-hmm. about uh, Stranger Things. Now we have Lee here to gush about The Last of Us for mm-hmm. sure. I am fully immersed in The Last of Us at the moment. Like just obsessed with it. I've replayed the game. I've rewatched the TV show. Um, I'm currently going back through the Pittsburgh section of the game just before we started recording this. So I'm, I'm yeah, kind of obsessed at the moment. Mm-hmm. I just, I personally just started the game for the first time. Yay! Um, I played the first like two hours or so a few nights ago and I haven't been able to get back, uh, back to it. Um, but I want to try to at least try to finish it or a lot of it before the run starts. I don't know how possible that's going to be, but 
I uh, I enjoyed the beginning and and that opening intro moment. I was like, okay, I see why this is such a mm-hmm. uh, an emotionally intense thing yeah. that people have latched onto so much. That opening <laughs> intro, like cold open moment, I was like, this is a uh, not Super Mario sixty four, <laughs> is it? No, it isn't. <laughs> and it gets more brutal. Like the TV show was brutal. The game's even more brutal. That's what I've heard. I didn't watch the show either because I wanted to do the game first. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's really good. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've gushed how much I love it in our other episodes, but this one is about facts. This is a facts <laughs> episode. <laughs> but I'm sure we'll gush even more about it. I mean, it's um, going to be a good, like... It's going to be a good house even for people that know nothing about the game or the show just oh, because yeah. of the content itself. It's a really like cool horror idea. Um, mm-hmm. But regardless, it's always better going at not, – not all haunted houses at all locations have this fact. But at Universal, um, it is better if you do your research ahead of time and know what you're going into because it does make the walkthroughs – better so yeah i do i agree as well i think with the last of us with video game based houses it's it's more difficult for more people to experience it like maddie obviously the way you did it was you rewatched um the youtube walkthroughs of it but mm. not not everyone's a gamer not everyone has access to a console to be able to play these games on as well so it's it's difficult for everyone like most people can watch a stranger things or you know the tv show the last of us but to sit down and have the time to play a game not everyone has that time so it's it's an interesting concept really we haven't seen a lot of horror um a lot of video game houses at horror nights as well and the last two didn't go down very well either i think this one will go down just fine I yeah, this so seems too. like a, a a different style of game that probably will translate better. Yeah, uh, because it is so story yes. driven and less less about the gameplay and and mechanics and more about the story. Agreed, and that's Naughty Dog all over. If you've played any of the Uncharted games, they're very similar. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Well, before we get into talking about the house which is why we're here. Um, just want to give a quick spoiler warning. We are going to be talking about the game. We're going to be talking about the show. Uh, so if you don't want to be spoiled um, hmm. before the event, uh, turn us off and then come back to us once you've either played the game, watched a playthrough of the game, or watched the show itself. So Okay, so I'll see myself out then. <laughs> oh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kenneth! No, it's all right. I'll, I'll. I'm not. I'll I'm not going to spoil like the end. No. I don't have anything in our in our our script right now about the end of the game. Um, so I'm not going to spoil anything, and I'm not going to talk about part two, and I'm not going to talk about Left Behind. So we're good on that front. But okay, yeah. If you want to be like, you say you're not going to talk about Left Behind, even though the food's based off Left Behind, which I find strange. Is it? Yeah, if you look, the... Uh, it's like the Left Behind Ravioli or whatever. Yeah, it's the it? Left Behind Ravioli, which is interesting. Oh, it is. That's so weird. All right. Well, we'll, we'll chat about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. I haven't really been looking at the food because I kind of want to be spoiler-free on the food, but it is difficult because it is all over social media. Yeah. Um, anyways, let's talk Definitely about... Definitely don't want the food to be spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> 
This is so silly. <laughs> <laughs> so, Michelle, would you like to read the press release from the house announcement? Sure thing. Uh, so, set in a ravaged civilization where infected and hardened survivors run rampant, Naughty Dog and PlayStation's The Last of Us video game, which celebrates its 10th anniversary this year, has captivated audiences since its release. And now guests can immerse themselves in a real-life experience that puts them directly into the game's frightening world. The Last of Us haunted houses on both coasts will propel guests into a world of carnage and mayhem. As they follow in the footsteps of the game's protagonists, Joel and Ellie, who endure a brutal journey in a world overtaken by a fungal virus that turns humans into various forms of a new threat known as the infected. As guests encounter the infected, runners, stalkers, and clickers, along with the hunters, a band of hostile humans, they will need to navigate the Pittsburgh quarantine zone, including iconic locations from the video game, such as the creepy and desolate the Hotel Grand, and a labyrinth of dark and dank tunnels in a desperate attempt to escape and survive. I mean, that alone, without having, like, been a video game, that alone, if they just invented this house based on that description, scary. Like, perfect. So, those people who who don't have time or skill (laughs) enough to actually play the the game, it's still going to be a great house. It'll be interesting because the two locations they mention, I don't think, are the biggest parts of that section either they aren't yeah and that i when we first recorded the episode talking about the release of the house um i had forgotten that there was a hotel part in that section because you go through you go through the hotel in boston when it's like joel tess and ellie and then i was i had to go back and figure out what the hotel was in the pittsburgh section it's quite Um, a small section Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it has the easiest architecture to use Probably. instead of trying to do like a lot of outdoor scenes yes. with a lot of uh, it is outdoor. Yeah. So they needed something indoor from that section, yeah. which I guess makes sense. But yeah. it is ho- desolate hotels are very scary. So <laughs> why not? <laughs> um, Especially if cool. they do a basement section of it as well. Mm hmm. That could be interesting. Is yeah. that the hotel? I think so. The basement? Trying to talk about it without spoiling it. The elevator bit and then the basement. Yes? No? I can't remember. I've only just played it. I think you just <laughs> played it today. Literally today. <laughs> My brain Silly. doesn't work anymore. <laughs> Join the club. None of our brains work anymore. I'm nearly twice your age, so Maddie, I have an excuse. Well, it's fair. Um, <laughs> cool. So... Knowing the house announcement and everything that we're going to be getting, uh, we're going to move into talking about the game itself. So, yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So some details about the game and how it was developed and how it came to be. Uh, The Last of Us is a 2013 action adventure game developed by Naughty Dog and published by Sony Computer Entertainment. Players control Joel a smuggler tasked with escorting a teenage girl, Ellie, across a post-apocalyptic United States. The Last of Us is played from a third-person perspective, and players use firearms and improvised weapons and can use stealth to defend against hostile humans 
and cannibalistic creatures infected by a mutated fungus. In the online multiplayer mode, up to eight players engage in cooperative and competitive gameplay. Development of the game began in 2009, soon after the release of Naughty Dog's previous game, Uncharted 2, Among Thieves. For the first time in the company's history, Naughty Dog split into two teams. While one team developed Uncharted 3, Drake's Deception, the other half developed The Last of Us. The relationship between Joel and Ellie became the focus of the game, with all other elements developed around that. Actors Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson portrayed Joel and Ellie respectively through voice and motion capture performances and assisted the creative director Neil Druckmann with the development of the characters and story. And the original score was composed and performed by Gustavo Santalaya, would be my guess of how to I'm pronounce that. I'm glad you got that name and not me. <laughs> <laughs> Gustavo Santaolaya would be, yeah. Yeah, and, and I do love. Sorry, going no, out. Buddy. No, you're good. What were you going to say? I do love that Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson showed up in the TV show as well. Oh, did they? Yes. A lot of them did. Um, they they were so smart because Neil Druckmann was actually part of developing the uh, TV show, and they didn't just kind of have him like giving little advice. They actually had him making the show which was amazing because he was one who made the game or part of the team that made the game um they had so many people laura bailey uh who voiced um uh abby in part two she was in the the series as well along with troy baker and ashley johnson um and i think there were a couple of other people and then the guy in the game is in the show as well Yes, and Marlene. Um, Marlene in the show is Marlene from the game as well. So the voice actor plays that character in the game. And I watched an interview with her, and she was like, I'm so nervous because I'm not really normally an in camera like in front of the camera actor I normally just do voice acting and like they know my voice from that but now they're gonna see me as Marlene and like but she is Marlene like she's she is Marlene just come to life it's incredible um but they brought Gustavo from the game who did the score to also do the score of the tv show as well so it's just it's even more authentic which is beautiful I love it I think for um, fans of the game and the TV show, the, the TV show, obviously there's slight differences between the game, but it feels like a completely faithful extension of the game because of the connection with the game with Neil Druckmann and the other actors and stuff. It just, yeah, it's it's rather than yeah. someone else coming in and developing the, the TV show from the game, it's everyone who was part of it has, has made it. So it's for all it's different, it's still done with that love and attention that the game got from the start. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And watching the videos of the behind the scenes of Troy and Ashley doing the motion capture for the game are incredible. They're incredible. They're two fantastic actors and they put their heart and soul into portraying these characters. And motion capture is just such an interesting thing because you look so silly. You're just in these like black onesies with a helmet and you're covered in these big plastic dots like you have dots all over your face and you have like cut in half ping pong balls 
put all over your your silly onesie black suit <laughs> and you're trying to do these really serious scenes with your characters and you're just you're you're covered in ping pong balls. I mean, that's why <laughs> actors get paid the bucks. Yeah, it's incredible, but I watching them like physically watching them bring these characters to life and do the motion for it and show the emotion that these characters had during some of the the really emotional important scenes in the show is just so cool. I think it goes um, to Naughty Dog in general if you've played any of the Uncharted games the characters feel real it feels real. Um like a lot of the conversations that are just going on when you're randomly walking around not that mm-hmm. don't necessarily they're not part of the dialogue they're not part of the story but just random little conversations going it feels like a real environment with real people. Mm-hmm. And Ellie is exactly what you would expect a 14-year-old kid to be at that point. Yeah. And when, when Joel brutally kills someone, she's like, fuck, Joel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be the same. I love them. There's, I absolutely adore them. They did such an amazing job of creating Joel and Ellie. And then I think Pedro and Bella did an even more fantastic job translating that from the game and all of those emotional scenes and the important scenes yeah. into the show itself. It, it just, they were perfectly cast Agreed. and it was so incredible. I was worried um, that, that, that casting someone like Pedro Pascal, that you would just see Pedro Pascal. And I think he's done a good job of, yes, he's Tim, but he, he's mm-hmm. captured the essence. They've both captured the essence of Joel and Ellie without a doubt. Yeah, for sure. I absolutely love it. Um, well, moving on to the plot of the game, we are going to be talking about the plot of the game up until Pittsburgh. So we won't really be talking about anything, uh, past Pittsburgh just because we don't want to spoil anything. Um, and I think after Pittsburgh is some of the most important, big spoilery parts. So Mm. for anyone who wants to keep that, uh, a surprise, which it's an amazing surprise. Uh, we're just going to talk about up to Pittsburgh because that is what we're going to be seeing in the Horror Nights house. So yeah, back in 2013, an outbreak of mutant cordyceps fungus ravages the United States, transforming its human hosts into aggressive creatures known as the infected. In the suburbs of Austin, Texas, Joel, played by Troy Baker, flees the chaos with his brother Tommy, played by Jeffrey Pierce, and his daughter Sarah Hannah Hannah. Is that Hannah or Hannah? because that spelled slightly different. We'll go Hannah. Hannah hears as they flee, Sarah is shot by a soldier and dies in Joel's arms. Super, super sad. Uh, 20 years later, civilized... Normally, so this is something I'm going to go off on tangents because I do. It normally annoys me when you watch things like this or play games where suddenly it flashes 20 years later and you're like, I want to know what happened in those in 20, that 20 years. years. But yes. This, but yeah. This, it doesn't Just annoy me at all, the... at all. All the mundane things that people do during a maybe we'll get a yeah. during a, we'll get a prequel someday. Pandemic. That would be cool, right? That Ooh, maybe, be cool. That's what, maybe that's what uh, the Last of Us Three will be. Cool, that could be interesting. Uh, so yes, twenty years later, civilization has been decimated by the infection. Survivors live in totalitarian quarantine zones. Independent settlements and nomadic groups leaving buildings and houses deserted. Joel works as a smuggler with his partner Tess, who is Annie Wershing, in the quarantine zone in the north end of Boston, Massachusetts. The hunt, they hunt down Robert, played by Robert Atkin Downs. Robin, apparently, I can't talk today. Uh, they hunt down Robert. Robin, fuck me. 
No, I know. Chris Fields on a Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> they hunt down Robert, played by Robin Atkin Downs. That's a fucking name, isn't it? A black market yeah. dealer to recover a stolen weapons cache. Before Tess kills him, Robert reveals that he traded the cache with the Fireflies, a rebel militia opposing the quarantine zone's authorities. Yes. The leader of the Fireflies, Marlene, promises to double their cash in return for smuggling a teenage girl, Ellie, to Fireflies hiding in the Massachusetts State House outside the quarantine zone. And that is about where I got to in the game. Like, I'm about to start Marlene's mission where she's like, you need to smuggle something out. And so... um, that's where I had to leave off. So now, now I'm going into what Good I Good Lord, it took two go. hours to get to that? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I do Easily. not have the patience. Uh, yeah, I, and I'm usually the kind to, like, really explore areas in video games and make sure I don't miss anything. Yeah. But in this one, I'm just trying to get through the story as quickly as I can. Um, and then I'm sure I'll go back and replay it another day and, like, do all that, how I usually like to play things. I think it took anyway. me about 20 hours to finish it. Whew. Okay, that's a day. That's easy. Here we go. All right. <laughs> uh, Joel, Tess, and Ellie sneak out in the night, but after an encounter with a government patrol, they discover Ellie is infected. Symptoms normally occur within two days, but Ellie claims that she was infected three weeks earlier and that her immunity may lead to a cure. The trio makes their way to their destination through hordes of the infected, but finds that the fireflies there have been killed. Tess reveals that she has been bitten by an infected and believing in Ellie's importance sacrifices herself against pursuing soldiers. So Joel and Ellie can escape. Joel decides to find Tommy, a former firefly in the hope that he can locate the remaining fireflies. That's interesting. That it refers to Tommy as a former firefly, not his brother. Right. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, is that the same Tommy that was his brother? Yeah. Okay. So it mm-hmm. is. Um, Uh, With the help of Bill, played by W. Earl Brown, a smuggler and survivalist who owes Joel a favor, Joel and Ellie acquire a working vehicle from Bill's neighborhood in Lincoln. Uh, Driving into Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Joel and Ellie are ambushed by bandits and their car is wrecked. They ally with two brothers, Henry, played by Brandon Scott, and Sam, played by, how do you say that name? I would say Najee. Najee, yeah. Mm-hmm. Naji Jeter or Jeter? I would say Jeter. Yeah, Naji Jeter. Is that um? Is that uh? What's his name? Uh, Ron Swanson, Nick Offerman. Is that what he plays in the show? No, that's is one of these brothers. Bill, yeah. Okay, that's a whole in the TV show in the game. That whole storyline is completely different. The Bill mm-hmm. section completely different. But okay. it's so good. I love that section. I think they could have done it how they did it in the game and still kind of told the story they told in the TV show. I was that incensed by it. I've actually written that whole episode, how it could have encompassed the game as well. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I think it's so... And Nick Offerman is a fantastic job. Because, like, you know him as Ron Swanson. Like, it's, it's so interesting to see him in this more, like, serious and emotional uh character it's so good i loved that episode i sobbed it was amazing the best line still at the beginning is not today you jack buck what is it you jack boot fucks yeah (laughs) (laughs) he was just saying it in his head when they were filming and neil Druckmann went no see it because it's awesome yeah (laughs) it's incredible i god 
that scene is so good. Um, yay. Amazing. Uh, some of the important characters that you'll need to know for the house itself are going to be Joel, Ellie, Henry, and Sam. So we're going to talk about them real quick. So Joel, who Joel Miller, you've heard him talk about or being talked about a little bit before, is one of the main protagonists of the game. Joel loves his daughter more than anything. He works long hours to ensure they have a home and refuses to take a risk to help anyone out when they are trying to escape Austin at the beginning of the outbreak. After he loses his daughter on outbreak day, his world is shattered and he becomes a shadow of himself for the next two decades, doing whatever it takes to survive. Not much is known about his time in between outbreak day and where we first meet Joel 20 years later, Um, but he meets Ellie, which is very exciting, Ellie Williams. Um, Throughout the events of The Last of Us Part 1, Joel kills a lot of people in defense of Ellie, uh, while also dealing with his past trauma. It's clear that he doesn't want to get attached to another daughter figure, but his resistance ultimately really relents when things happen at the end of the game. (laughs) 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 And he loves Ellie so much. And it's my favorite. They're, I think, my favorite duo ever. They're just, they're incredible. Again, they feel like real people. Yeah, they do. They really do. And it's fantastic. Well, I love how Ellie, like Um, most kids, if they were treated the way that Joel treats her in the beginning, he's like not abusive or anything, but he's definitely very off-putting and like, you know, shut up kid, leave me alone kid, you know, whatever. Um, But you understand why that is. Yeah, of course. But most kids... Especially she didn't know his trauma, right? Yeah. At all. So most mm-hmm. kids would like, you know, be crushed by that type of like, what the hell am I doing wrong? Why are you treating me mm-hmm. this way? But Ellie is just so like, <laughs> well, fuck you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And to a certain extent, there's a couple of times later when he kind of does it and she gets a bit pissed at him and doesn't talk to him for a while and and does that little childish thing. But for the most part, yeah, well, you're actually... Well, she gets pissed, but not like her hurt feelings. I guess I'm used no. to my 12-year-old who like is very sensitive. <laughs> so she would be like, why are you Why are you so mean to me? But Ellie is just very tough and like refuses to let him treat her that way. Um, mm-hmm. Brings out the the joke books and stuff. And it's, it's, it's funny. So I love, I love Ellie's resilience. It's very cool. It's interesting yeah. that the joke book plays much more of a part in the TV show than it oh, does in the sure. game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of them are funny. They though. are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the algebra one—that's hilarious. I don't remember that one. Um, what is that one? Uh, what does what does a mermaid wear to math class? An algebra. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's a book of puns, good. not jokes. Yeah. Just, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So funny. The pun book. Um, Well, talking about Ellie, Ellie Williams is the other half of the classic father-daughter duo that made The Last of Us Part 1 so famous. Um, She was raised in the QZ in Boston at a series of orphanages, eventually being enrolled in the FEDRA training program. There she meets another girl named Riley, and the two quickly form a relationship. 
Um, and you'll see that in the Left Behind. I forget what that. It's not a mini series. What did yeah, they call it? Yeah, it was the DLC. It was the DLC, DLC. DLC after the initial game. Yeah. There you go. That's the word we were looking for. Um, Downloadable content. <laughs> I wondered if someone was going to. Yeah, because I would have no so idea fancy. what that meant. <laughs> so fancy. So what does the L stand for? Loadable. Oh, loadable. Haha. That's that's one word. It is. Yeah, it is. Downloadable. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess it's better than DC. Yeah. That makes more yeah. sense. After leaving with Joel, Ellie is exposed to a world she's never known, being expired and broken by what she's forced to experience. Um, Ellie's a fantastic character, like we talked about. I love her so dearly. I love her so much that I have her Switchblade tattooed on my body now. So she's incredible. Absolutely amazing. She is. Yeah. <sighs> Why can we not? Like, we're not going to talk about it too much. I'm, it's, I'm desperate to talk about this whole game at this point. Yeah, and then mirroring that, we've got Henry. So Henry m- mirrors Joel very much in the game and actually replaying that Pittsburgh section at the moment a lot more than I realized on my initial playthrough. So he's taking care of his brother Sam and trying to survive against the threat of the hunters after, after the Hartford QZ was abandoned. And he's literally the same as Joel. He would do anything to protect Sam, even... We'll get onto it a little bit later, I'm sure, when we talk about the difference between the game and the show. But Sam will sacrifice anybody to... Uh, Henry will sacrifice anybody to look after Sam. Uh, but he and Sam become quick friends with Ellie, while Joe remains cautious of the brothers. Henry's a very def- Henry is very defensive of his brother, and his sole goal in the game is to ensure Sam's survival, as I've just said. Uh, that's why when Sam is bitten, Henry almost lets him tear into Ellie's throat out of pure shock. And then, of course, Sam, his brother. Sam's a couple of years younger than Ellie, but they seem to get along when they cross paths while running from the hunters. While his brother doesn't seem to give him much credit, he was learning how to survive in the world and care for his family as much as Henry took care of him. He was 13 when Ellie first met him, around the same age as Sarah when Joel lost her. And after escaping a near-death interaction with the infected, everything seemed to be fine as the group relaxed and joked with each other. Mm-hmm. That was weird because I read that and didn't take any of it in whatsoever. it just was words it was weird that's fair yeah i guess now that i'm looking back at the house announcement there's nothing in there about henry and sam so i actually wonder if we're gonna see them at all even though they are in a huge part of that section right hmm i mean I guess it would make sense if they didn't have Henry and Sam because that is a plot point in the game that just a walker through of the house may not understand nor care about. Not in a bad way, but they're just kind of like, okay, so like who are these two other random people? I thought these two people were the important ones. So might, just having might just, sorry, Kenneth, what? I, I mean, if I, myself going through if I didn't know about this game and I'm just like, okay, so it's like a, like a post-apocalypse zombie type environment. Like any person I see, I'm just going to be like, okay, here's a survivor. Yeah, exactly. You know, like I might not, I might not even consider or wonder like who this is. The, yeah. the interesting um, thing with, with Henry and Sam is you get to see their entire storyline play out in that Pittsburgh section. So introducing them and then getting rid of them would kind of make sense. That's fair. It is kind of a complete story that you yeah. can tell 
within the like you know confines of this section of the story. Without a doubt. Well, and this is what I said in a previous episode too: is that I'm really hoping because my experience with The Last of Us is just the show. I've started the walkthrough um, on YouTube, but haven't gotten super far. Um, I want to be a part of the show. I don't necessarily want to see the storyline play out. I just want to be in the story. So I'm really hoping that they don't go character heavy um, on the houses at all. I just want to be thrown into what Joel and Ellie are experiencing and run into clickers and all of the scary stuff because it's a haunted house, right? Like it's it where as the house is supposed to be focusing on scares. So that's what I'm hoping for. The, the problem is if you don't show a lot of the characters and let's be honest in that Pittsburgh section, there's not a lot of like um, recognizable characters from the game. There's literally just the four we've mentioned. You, if you, if you exclude two of them, then you start getting down the route of what a lot of people complained about the walking dead houses at Horror Nights that you didn't see Rick or Daryl or any of those characters. Yeah. And it's like, well, what's the point? It's just a generic zombie house at this point. So the- if you're not seeing any of the characters from the TV show, then what's the point? Well, that's, I mean, that's one thing with Walking Dead because then it is just a generic zombie house, but something like this is still very unique. But I do see that where people that are diehard fans are going to want to see those characters. So that's, that's fair. Yeah. Um, looking back, because it has been a minute since I watched the game, um, but looking at the portion where they're in the Grand Hotel, that is before they meet Henry and Sam. Yes. So, but then the if, tunnels are with Henry and Sam. Right. So I, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see. Since they didn't bring up Henry and Sam in the house announcement in the press release itself, I, I'm hesitant to say that we're going to see them just because, you know, the clickers and the stalkers and the runners and. The bloater, which I saw in one press release, but also haven't seen in any of the other press releases. So I guess we'll wait to find out on that one. Um, those are the the more scary, you know, haunted house style things that will jump out at you. I think you'll probably see a lot of a lot of the hunters as well. I'm surprised mm-hmm. replaying. So I, I played the game when it came out ten years ago, and then never touched it. Obviously, played the second one when the second one came out, and then watched the TV show with 10 years distance between. I was like, there wasn't a lot of infected in the TV show. And then I'll play the game again and go, yeah, there's not a lot of infected in the game to be fair either. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Cause that is, whole section is... when, um, sorry, Muddy. No, you're good. Um, like right at the beginning when, when Tess dies, spoilers, um, <laughs> she gets intact, attacked by infected in the TV show. And in the game, it's not, it's the Fedra QZ people. Mm hmm which I think makes a lot more sense because otherwise, sorry, Kenneth, I'm spoiling it for you as well now. Let's just shut up, shall we? <laughs> no, no, go ahead. That's fine. That's fine. It makes more sense because they escape the QZ with no, there's like no consequence to it at all as far as like, oh, they've just gone, oh, well, we'll just let them go. Whereas in the yeah. game, it's they come out for them into the city looking for them, which makes much more sense. And that's a long portion of the game too. I remember yeah. in the playthrough that I watched, that section where Tess, Ellie, and Joel are running away from the Fedra agents is so long. Yeah. 
each section <laughs> is. And I think that's why they've, that's why I think it's very clever of them to focus on a very specific part of the game with the Pittsburgh section, because that mm-hmm. section, as we've already said, Maddie, that whole section of the game is huge. Yeah. It's huge. So to try and do the whole game in a house, there's no way you'd be able to do it. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm so excited for this house. So for you guys who have played slash watched the game, um, why did they choose Pittsburgh? Because, I mean, it does take place in lots of different cities. So what made that particular location ideal for the house? I, I personally believe it's because of the setting. The Hotel Grand is a... A and I think an, not easy, but yeah, easy like set that you can build. Yes. Um, and it's indoor. It is a scene that does have clickers, and there are hunters as well. So there's going to be you know real people coming after you, Joel and Ellie, since you're kind of going with them in the game or in the in the house. Um, there's a blocker as well. Mm-hmm. I think it was just do an that. easy section for them to build in a, in a sound stage, or I guess in the parade building is where it's rumored to be. Is it not um, supposed to be going in? And this makes perfect sense. Uh, the same place that uh, descendants of destruction went in last year, which hello everyone. That was their initial attempt at doing the last of us. True. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's not. Descendants was in a tent. Mm-hmm. Okay. I that was intent uh, one. Do we actually know where this is going? Because they haven't. There's no official um, map come out yet, has there? I no, there isn't a map. But I want to say the bio reconstruct, um, Twitter account posted photos of the two parade the- buildings and like the 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 pictures that are going on the parade buildings, which I think are. Monsters Unmasked, which makes sense because that one's always been in a in a parade building. But I yeah. think the other parade building they were putting on a Last of Us. Oh my gosh! Of course, yeah. There's so many photos on this Twitter account. So was that? I, I assume I, the monsters will be going into where Monsters was last year, and then Last of Us is going into the weekend house. Then probably. Yeah. Yeah. So going back to your question, Michelle, I think that that section gives you multiple different locations. I think as a section from the game, like Maddie said, you've got you've got the QZ, you've got the hotel, you've got the tunnels, different set locations. If they do the um, like the basement portion of the hotel as well, you've got a lot of different locations to to pull from. Whereas I think a lot of the other sections are all very similar. A lot of it takes place outside, which they'll struggle to to recreate. Okay. Gotcha. It'll be interesting to see whether they see how they end the house because that section ends with the sniper up at the. I'll be interested to see where, like, how they end that house. That's what I'm struggling with at the moment because that's outside. It'll be interesting. I mean, in the big in that big parade building, you can you can do some outdoor scenes. You know, like we've seen outdoor sections in in. House is really big, like big, large scale outdoor sections. Yeah, the issue with the out nine times out of ten, the outdoor sections in The Last of Us is daytime. Yes, which is the, uh, that's yeah, the issue. There's only a couple in the in the first part. There's only a couple of scenes where it's nighttime and outside. 
Yeah, that's mm-hmm. interesting, isn't it? As a trope for a horror game that most yeah. of it takes place during the day. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think because the horror is the clickers and clickers are scary whether it's nighttime or daytime. But that's suppose but... that's the hunters as well. I suppose it's like the yeah. whole Walking Dead thing, isn't it? The zombies are scary, but it's the people you need to be actually worried about. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, awesome. Well, those are all of your nitty gritty details. Um, and we've talked about the Pittsburgh section. So hotel grand, we're going to see a lot of different forms of the clicker. Should we talk about the actual fungal infection to begin with? Yeah. I mean, that's something that's important, I think. Um, which is weird because in the game, it's not explained where it really came from. mm -mm. It is in the show though, which I did love. Oh, that was interesting. very cool. Mm-hmm. It just turns up. <laughs> it just is that the explanation? <laughs> it's, it's, it's never really talked about where it came from. It just yeah. it is what it is. Right, like you're just thrown into that world. And that was like the beauty of the TV show that they went in and like, we've got time to flesh this out a little bit. Let's add a bit of backstory in. And because it's written by the people who wrote the game, then you know it's faithful to the story that they wanted to tell. Yeah. So what's the what's the story then? What's the history? I think it was like Cordyceps exists, doesn't it? And it mutated. I still don't think it's actually explained because one person, is it in India or somewhere like that? Mm-hmm. Like an Asian country where one person gets bitten, something happens and then goes and bites somewhere like a lot of other people. And basically they get like the, the preeminent sort of um, biologist woman in to, to have a look at the the mutation of the person that who not the not not ground zero not patient zero but like the one that got bit by them um and and then basically just they decide the only way to control it is to bomb the city which obviously doesn't work mm-hmm. yeah so it doesn't even start in the u.s yeah and uh it traveled the the fungus traveled through um like flour and baking products because the person that got originally infected with the disease was working at like a flour plant in India. I, 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 I want to say it was India. Somewhere Um, like that. How bad do we sound now? Apologies to anyone in India if that's not where it is. I'm going to have a look. I know I'm going to have to go watch (laughs) that, that episode again. (laughs) Yeah. But it got into the mass-produced flour or baking good, and then it traveled. And so in the beginning of – in the very first episode of the show – and I I don't think this is a spoiler, but you'll see a couple of – a couple of the characters that Joel and Sarah are interacting with in the first episode of the show – eating things like biscuits or oh, baking. Uh, yes, you're right. Yeah. Um, or the, the watchmaker had like a sandwich in front of him or something like that. And, uh, Sarah was going to make waffles for Joel. Uh, cause it's also in the game. Uh, it's Joel's birthday is outbreak day, which sucks. Um, <laughs> but Sarah was going to make waffles for Joel's breakfast, but they didn't have like one of the ingredients. So she ended up just making eggs, which looking back at it is so interesting because they could have also been infected if she had made those waffles yeah. that morning instead of the eggs. Um, mm. But yeah, so it traveled through, at least in the show, when it was more furtherly explained, it traveled through um, a baking product. Uh 
But yeah, it's it's cordyceps and the I just googled it. The fungal Chikartan. parasite. Where, where it was Jakarta, which is the capital of Indonesia. Ah, uh, well, it was the end. That's why we thought India. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was interesting too because, like, the very beginning of the show, it's there's like a news program where they're kind of debating, um, and that this one um, expert starts talking about like the real thing that we need to worry about isn't um, isn't viral; it's fungal. And of course, they're all making fun of him, like, "Oh, the, the yeah. scary, yeah, the scary mushrooms." You know, they're making fun of him. And he's like, "No, seriously." That's what we need to yeah. be worried about because, you know, funguses are, they're alive. They're, they surround us. They cover the entire face of the earth and mm-hmm. funguses can't have the ability to alter a person's perception and personality. So if a fungus takes over a person, they take, they start controlling their brain and then you know, they can control entire pop- populations. So funguses are what we need to worry about. And of course, everybody's like, oh, shut up. You know, you're stupid. But so, but, yeah. but to basically so this- describe like that's what's happening is the funguses come in, they take over people's brains and alter their behavior. Mm-hmm. So this is actually a more serious version of Mario. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. The interesting thing is one of the biggest changes Kinda. they made between the TV show and the game is in the TV show, they're all like a hive mind, mm-hmm. all the infected. So there's like the cordyceps infection sort of um, creates like a fungus all over the city as well. So if you interact with that fungus, they all feel it within a certain mile radius. That happens in the TV mm-hmm. show. But that's not a thing in the game. In the game, there's like... It's kind of like the the upside down in Stranger Things. There's like certain sections where there's like spores floating around in the air and that's how the infection trans, transfers. Because there's a lot of sections where you'll go in and you have to, Joel or Ellie or whatever will have to put like a, um, a gas mask on. So I'm hoping they do that in the house. Mm-hmm. Because that would be pretty yeah. cool. You hope we get gas masks to walk through? I mean, I, that yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> It's like the one time that they had it in the uh, Poseidon's Fury and they gave everyone the... The, the helmet lights. Yeah, the helmet lights. Um, yeah, and that is an interesting thing. And it's funny that you – because I guess both forms from the TV show and from the game are just like Stranger Things because like Vecna is a hive mind, but there's also spores in Stranger Things, especially in season one. So that's very funny. Um, but yeah, it. so the fungal infection, just like Michelle said, it does take over the brain. It's the the one that's described as like – the zombie ant fungus um because it'll it'll take over the brains of like ants and other insects but in in the last of us it takes over the humans as well and in the beginning forms in the tv show you see those kind of like spindles coming out of the mouth which i don't like it was so creepy um but an amazing way to like visually show it in a tv show whereas like that i don't know if that would have been something that they could have achieved in the game itself um but the first form of the infection i want to say they're the runners so they still look very human um but their eye their 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 pupils are blown and i want to say they start to have like yellowing in the eyes um 
but they, they don't look very much different from the rest of us. And then as the fungus travels and grows inside the body, it, it tries to find its way out, um, which is then when you get to the clickers and they have kind of those like mushroom formed H- heads. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, so you've got the, the stalkers in between that. They're kind of like a halfway point. Mm-hmm. So they've got bits of fungus kind of growing down one side of the heads. Mm-hmm. They're all so and then, creepy. Yeah. It's awesome. And so the fungus like like branches out of the skull trying to, to get out and cover the rest of it. And it has that amazing like mushroom mushroom bit and then it, so, it it goes all over the body and then you have the bloater and then you have the terrifying thing in part two which we won't talk about <laughs> but it's awesome i really hope we see a bloater <laughs> why did they not have it more bloaters in the show are there more bloaters in the game than there are in the show yes okay but uh-huh. not that much more there's still only i think you only encounter like four or five okay. there's not many mm-hmm they're a pain in the ass. I'm glad there isn't more of them. Yeah, Kenneth, I'm excited <laughs> for you to to have to kill off some of these characters. Oh. It's, it's so fun. Well, I, I'm, I'm assuming it's fun. I only watched a playthrough. It's, it's, it's so, so fun to watch. Game, so. Yeah, what I would say, yeah. Kenneth, is Molotov cocktails will become your best friend. Yeah. Ooh, I love that. That's fun. Yeah. I'm I'm playing the game on easy mode because I'm I'm more concerned with just like yeah. digesting the story. That makes sense. Um, so hopefully it just, you know, it's not too too tough. <laughs> I want to say that Lindsay played... Lindsay, you played it on easy mode, right? Yeah. Lindsay played it on... She's right behind me. She played it on easy mode. Um, but I I would love to attempt to play the game now that Lindsay is here and has a PlayStation because before I had no physical way yeah. to play it. But I... I I don't think I'll be very good at it. <laughs> I'm um, not very good at it. I'm it on yeah, so, but yeah. I remember someone saying something along the lines of um, we're going to, like, in the house, we're going to get to see a workbench, which, Kenneth, will become very important for you, <laughs> unless you've already seen a workbench. Uh, I don't, no, think, I don't so. think he will have done no. that at this point. Oh, so I, apparently we're going to see a workbench in the house, so that'll be a fun Easter egg cool for, those who yeah. have, uh, for those who have played it. It's not a spoiler or anything. It's no, just, no. Yeah. If you've it's played any sort of game like that, like Resident Evil, anything like that, you'll know what a workbench is for. I'm guessing it's for creating tools and weapons. Basically. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> any other specifics on the Pittsburgh session that we want to... <laughs> we want to talk about I'm trying to think it'll be interesting like i say having played the game again it's a lot bigger it's a lot bigger section in the game than it is in the tv show mm-hmm. um again a lot of it takes place outside it would be cool if they did some of the bridge bits so there's like a lot of water involved in it Ooh. in that whole section it'd be interesting to see if the if that plays out in it at all uh, i'm not sure how they would but it would it would definitely give it a very different feel from from a normal horror night house yeah i love when they put water in houses yeah, there's a lot of it in, in that section of the game. I think uh, I think we talked about it again. I think it makes a lot of sense to focus on one specific section of the game rather than trying to cram the whole thing in. And I definitely think they've picked the right section to to, to choose well, that's from. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, for those of you who are 
planning on just watching the TV show and not playing the game or playing a or watching a playthrough of it. Uh, let's chat about some of the differences between the show and the game, mostly in relation to this section, because there is a big difference. Let me know when's a good time for me to <laughs> to leave so that you can go fully in. I mean, I don't want to kick you out. It's your podcast. Well, I know, but I also want to give you the freedom to talk about as whatever you want without worrying about spoiling it for me. And I got to meet up with my like sister and cousins at Universal anyway, so like you know. Okay. No worries. Okay. I mean, if you wanna, if you wanna leave now, are you getting are you getting into some some probably some? Do you have yeah. any questions, Kenneth, before you leave? I don't think so. I I think the just from the little bit of the game I've played. And just knowing what I know through osmosis of just like this show and the game existing, uh, it it is something I'm looking forward to. Again, it wasn't super high on my on my uh, hype list just because of my lack of familiarity with it. But I think it's going to be cool, and I'm excited to get to know more about it. Yeah. Uh, I think you know enough now that you can go in with a, a a knowledge of it, but not know too much. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but uh, the goal is still to finish the game before opening night. And that way I can feel like I'm, you know, I'm in, I'm in it with everybody. Yeah. Sweet. And you and I yeah. also still need to watch Chucky because I haven't done I that started, yet I started watching the first episode, uh, yesterday and I did not make it all the way through because I kept getting distracted. My mind. Well, now wondering. with Chucky, we, we know that it's not going to be based on the show, so... Right. Kind of. I mean, we, it's one of those you can quite happily put on in the background and not really necessarily need to focus on because we've watched about eight episodes of the first season and I haven't really paid attention to all of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it was fine. It was, it's, it's okay. I'll finish it at some point, I'm sure. The best bit. But yeah, now that I know that it's not, the house is not an adaptation, now I'm like less yeah. concerned about watching it. My still favorite bit is the previously on fucking Chucky. Yeah, start a show ever. Love it. It says that. Yeah. Yes. Brilliant. Oh my gosh, it's Chucky's thing. Previously on fucking Chucky. That's Love it. That's funny. Fair enough. All right. Well, hey, I'll let you all uh, get into the nitty gritty, the details, and uh, full full spoiler section coming in right here. Yay! Enjoy your day at Universal, Kenneth. Yes, I will do my best to survive this uh, excessive heat yes. advisory that we have going on right now. True. If you see any new props, any oh yeah, like I don't know what there's a lot pictures. gone up in uh, ship whatever the fucking shipwreck thing's called. Yeah, yeah shipyard thirty two. Yes, there's a lot gone up in there over the last twenty four hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how do I leave this call? I've, we, we've never used this before. I know uh, that is a great. Question. There's a little do I just little button, do I just button that says it? leave. Is there? Down at the bottom. Oh, red the bottom. Phone. Oh, I see it. Okay. okay. Well, bye, bye everybody. Kenneth. Bye, Kenneth. <laughs> Is that going to kick? Oh, okay, good. Whew, I was nervous. I'm devastated. We spoiled the whole Henry shooting's brains out for him. I know. I think, though, out of everything in part one, that is one of the, the lead. Like, it's, it's important and it's devastating, but... There, there's so much more. Yeah, he'll be fine. Um, My biggest thing, the difference between the game and the show, especially in the Pittsburgh section, is like Henry's kind of a nice guy in the in the TV show. 
you know, he's after looking out at Sam and he, you know, but he's a bastard when they're getting chased by the gun truck sort of halfway through and they go to jump up on the bus and the ladder gives way and Joel and Ellie are stuck down and he just goes, all right, see you then. Bye. Yeah. He just leaves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end of it, he's like, "I knew you'd survive." No, you fucking didn't. You just fucked no. up and looked after yourself. <laughs> that was in that was in the game. Yeah. yeah. So they get chased by a gun truck through after the hotel section. They're getting chased by a gun truck with the the hunters, and so they end up locking. There's like a big set of gates that they lock and they're trying to bust through and they need to get over a wall to where the bridge is that they're trying to get to that gets them across into the next section. So they climb up. Um, Joel boosts Ellie up because there's like half a ladder hanging down from the side of this truck. And so Ellie pulls, I think Sam goes up first and then Henry goes up and then Ellie goes up and the ladder gives way and breaks off and she falls down and Joel catches her. And they're like, help us up. And they go, oh no, we're off now. See ya. Wow. And just piss off and leave them. Yeah. And they like fall into the river. Now I... I have a hard time because I've now watched the show multiple times through, but I've only done the one playthrough of the game. Why why are the hunters coming after Henry and Sam in the game? Because in the show, it's the whole Marley. And I guess now we're getting into the differences between the game and the show. So in the show, you have the Mar or not Kathleen, uh, isn't it? Kathleen. Uh Played by Melanie Linsky, who, oh my God, Melanie Linsky's amazing. Um, but the whole section of the show that is technically Pittsburgh, but they are in, oh gosh, my brain is failing me. Where yeah, are they? They're not know. in Pittsburgh. Salt Lake City. Kansas City, Kansas right? City. Yeah. Because yeah. I guess it made more sense on the map. They wouldn't actually travel all the way to Pittsburgh in that short amount of time. Um so it's Kansas City, but it's technically like the Pittsburgh section of the game, just in a different city. But there's a whole more drawn out storyline with Henry and Sam and these hunters in the QZ. But now I can't remember why the hunters are coming after Henry and Sam in the game. For the same Was reason there- they're coming after Joel and Ellie. They're not after them specifically. It's just they're just trying to get out of the city because anybody mm. who's not part of that group is basically getting killed. So the yeah. only reason they're coming after them at that point is because they're, they're trying to escape because they're with Joel and Ellie and they're trying to get out of the QZ. That's the only reason, nothing more than that. But obviously mm-hmm. it makes a lot more sense in the TV show the way because they're against all of that and blah, blah, blah. Why do blah. they care not- that somebody wants to leave the QZ? Like, okay, have at it. Go die. I, I don't know. I didn't that write the game. That is actually a great question. It is a really good question, but it's, <laughs> you know, it's not real, Michelle, by the way. Oh, it's not. This is why I always say when Jade starts questioning things, I just go, it's not real, you know, it doesn't really matter. That's fair. It's the progressive storyline. Yeah. My only thing would be like resources. You know, if there's less people in our area, then there's more resources for us. But at the same time, it's just, it's funny to me because like the more people that you kill in your area, potentially the more clickers you now have. So like, no, which because is a bigger problem. Them, they don't become, they don't become infected once they're dead. Mm-hmm. That's fair. This um, isn't the last of us. Or this yeah, isn't the this walking, walking, walking dead, right? <laughs> it's like a bit earlier on when the, the, the guys are in the gun truck and they kill like a woman and a, a guy 
and they search them for like food or weapons and oh no nothing we just leave them and off they pop I think they're just killing anybody who's not part of their group basically gotcha that's fair to basically loot them for for any resources that other people have because they feel like you shouldn't have our resources they should be ours so i guess that's why they're hunting them yeah no other reason no (laughs) no um yeah michelle did you have any questions i don't think so my main one was about the pittsburgh like why pittsburgh um why that section yeah specifically um I mean, you've watched the TV show, so you know, you know the storyline pretty much. Yeah, like there's only it's only slight differences, um, really between the two. The the, the main storyline plays out pretty much the same as it does in the game. Yeah, the the show was so good. It was so so good. Like it was so good. Mm-hmm. Even Nancy liked it. Nancy does not like like fantasy type stuff. Um, she'll sit and you know sit through it for my, for my benefit, but not her thing. When we started, when I started watching this, she actually put her phone down and started engaging. And I was like, wow. It's, it's just so good. It's so good. Like, yes, it's horror and you know, it's another quote unquote, like zombie survival show. But The Last of Us has something that I think The Walking Dead didn't, and that is the characters. They, they, these characters have this just emotional connection to one another, and they're so lovable. And I don't, The Walking Dead, I don't think had that. They had really cool characters. Yeah. Like Darren, Darren was a really cool character. I mean, he's called Daryl, but okay. Daryl, I don't know. <laughs> You, but you know who I was talking about. Yes. See, that's the thing. I may have gotten the name wrong, but you knew exactly <laughs> who I was talking about. But like they, there. I don't. I don't personally believe there were any characters as emotional as no. emotional and lovable as Joel and Ellie. But that's and what then, the whole game is. It's all about emotion, mm-hmm. and that's it's the difference. People. Well, and like to put it, go on, the sorry. the Walking Dead was basically just about surviving. Like there wasn't a goal in mind other than just survive. Last of yeah. Us, we've got this girl who has like the key to overcoming this pandemic, right? Like the possible key. Um, and that's what binds them together initially. And then of course, in him trying to trying to get her where she needs to go and keep her safe, the bond forms. But that for me is the biggest difference between Last of Us and Walking Dead is that, that like there's a goal um, other than just surviving, that's that makes it very oh, interesting to me. I yeah. so can't wait for part two. <laughs> oh, oh, if only you knew what was coming. I know. It's uh, so yeah, good. no spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. If you look at, like I've already said, the Uncharted games are very, very similar. Um, they feel like, an, The Last of Us feels like an extension of, in fact, I'd, I've always said it, that uh, Joel feels like an, an older version of Nathan Drake. It feels like the same character. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you watch the Uncharted movie that the people who adapted those video games and completely tore up everything that those games are and just mm-hmm. told the story that they wanted to tell. And that's why it's shit. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, oh, we're going to do younger Nathan. No, that's not what people who love that series, they don't want to see younger 
just because you're going to choose Tom Holland because he's hot right now. No, that's not what people want. <laughs> I liked that movie, but then again, I I didn't even know it was a it was a video game ad- adaptation. And so, it's, and it's not the game. It's nothing like okay, the game. So, it's up the character names basically, and the whole sort of Tomb Raider element of it, and that was probably it. probably why I liked the movie because I didn't know that it sucked in comparison to the game. It's, games are amazing. Neil Druckmann had nothing to do with the creation of the movie, right? I not as far as I'm aware. Because I don't remember, yeah, I don't remember, I don't remember seeing anything about like a partnership between the movie makers and Naughty Dog, whereas with the Last of Us TV show, it was like, that was, it was the partnership. Like they weren't going to have the TV show if there wasn't a partnership. Michelle, Um, if you enjoyed the TV show, The Last of Us that much, go and listen to the, the sister podcast. Yeah. So it's um, Troy Baker, Neil Druckmann, and then the other showrunner, Craig Mazin. And they basically go episode by episode and talk about the creation of each episode, the differences with the video game, the things that they want to do. It's It, it makes that TV show 10 times oh, cool. better. I didn't even know that existed. Sending Is it, it just called you, The Last of Us? Yes. Hold on, I'm sending it to you. It's so good. Yeah, it's fantastic. I, and, and it made it even better that Troy Baker was the one who was, um, hosting it because he is Joel in the video game. So like he knows these characters, he knows the storyline. Um, and it, it just, he was, he was so excited to talk to Craig and Neil about each episode simply because he was like, oh, well, I remember when like when we did that exact same scene, me and Ashley Johnson, for the game, and now you have physically brought it to life in this TV that's show. Cool. Like, that's just so cool for me to see as someone who, you know, helped make these characters to begin with. It's just, there's, there's one line in the game where they changed it in the TV show. It shows you the difference in sensibilities between now and 10 years ago when... Ellie breaks, is it David, when he breaks his fingers and goes, Ellie, Ellie's the name of the girl that broke your fingers. He calls her, in the game, a silly little girl. Mm -hmm. In the TV show, he calls her a little (laughs) C-word. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, oh, I don't remember that being in the game. (laughs) So with you guys being as obsessed with this property as you are, tell me, what are one or two scenes from the game that you like absolutely have to see in this house? Well, it's kind of difficult because I don't like iconic scenes are very tied to the story itself. Would you agree with that, Maddie? I would. Yeah. And I don't think, I don't think, at least me personally, my favorite scenes would translate to a house because my scenes are more of like Emotional the... stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And not the, you know, running away from a clicker is running away from a clicker. No matter if you're in the Hotel Grand or the the Natural History Museum in Boston or like whatever it is, if running away from a clicker in a portion of the game is going to be similar no matter what but it's those emotional scenes that tug on your heartstrings that more often than not i think are people's favorite parts of this game and it wouldn't translate to a house yeah 
Although that first moment when you come across a clicker in the TV show and the game, that uh-huh. first moment and you hear that, you're like, oh, oh. The clicking. Like, yeah. it's actually done. That's one of the things in the game. I think they do that moment so well in mm-hmm. that museum at the beginning. It's done so well because it's creepy as hell. Mm-hmm. Like, but obviously yeah. we're not doing that bit we're doing later on. But that first moment you come across a clicker in the house, if they do that right, that bit will be amazing. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it needs to be almost silent other than the clicking. Yes. Yeah, what I want to yeah. see is that um, that silent tunnel they did in graveyard games, you know, the tunnel within yes. a tunnel. If they did that and just had that 3D audio of that clicker noise walking through that, oh my God. Right? That would be... Terrifying. <laughs> yes. And then at the very end of, like, it it kind of sounds like the clicker is, like, stalking you. So you Yo. can, like, hear it as you're going through. Oh. And then right at the end of the dark, t- like, silent tunnel is just a clicker, either on yeah. one side or both sides, or jumping out directly in front of you instead of like off to the side. Oh my yes. God, that would be absolutely incredible. Yeah. Wow. Oh my God. So cool. That's so exciting. I hope that they are able to do like the little things coming out of somebody's mouth in a way that it's but from a... That's not part of the game. That's part of the TV show. Mm-hmm. That is not a game thing. That's just a TV show They thing. don't show that on the, t- on the game at all? No, they don't have that. It's no. not a thing. <sighs> Because in the game, like we talked about earlier, in the game, it's transmitted through spores more than like the... The, the kiss the, of the, death. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, pretty it's much. Spores, not like a... Yeah. Yeah. So because they couldn't do the spores... Well, I guess technically they could have done spores in the TV show because we have CGI, right. but you wouldn't want... I don't think they would have wanted Joel and Ellie to be in gas masks for the majority of of the show. Um, But also there's something so terrifying about those spindrels coming out of the mouth. And like, that's the way that it's, it's transmitted in, uh, in the TV show. Like I think that for the TV show was fantastic, but for the spores in the game, just they make sense for their respective media. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's not the only way it's infected in the show. No. It's just a Lot really cool it, way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it's interesting, the bloaters in the game, as opposed to the bloaters in the TV show, like they throw spores as well. Mm-hmm. So they have like these big spore balls that they throw at you in the game. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 It's so cool. <laughs> But the bloater scene in Kansas City for the TV show was fucking iconic. It was. Yeah, it was. I know. You're like, what thing. the hell is that damn thing? Yeah. If they'd have done it the way I've talked about this section quite a bit with friends and stuff, that bit, the way they did it in the game, that whole sniper alley section worked well for the game, but wouldn't have translated well to the TV show and vice versa. Huh. True. Because it's done broad daylight, um, and then there's not a lot of infected. Whereas I think it made sense in the t- to give you that big f- set piece that that doesn't really happen. To be fair, it doesn't really happen in the game at all. Yeah, it doesn't. A majority, well, yeah, like seventy five percent of the Kansas City episode in the TV show doesn't translate back to the game no yeah 
But I think it's okay because the Kansas City episode is a fantastic episode and it, it makes sense for the storyline yes. in the show itself. Um, but the, the, <laughs> the bloater scene in the Kansas City episode of the TV show, for me, that that introduction of the bloater and the way he just like comes up through the ground, like just, Oh my gosh. So insane. That for me was a very similar, like, ah, like jump back and like, what is happening to the scene in part two with the scary thing that we won't talk oh, about yeah. yet. Those, those two. Cause I, I feel as though when I did the, the playthrough of the, part one, I didn't have many like jump back. Oh my God moments. And I think it's because I wasn't physically playing it, which is totally fine. Like obviously that first clicker is jarring, but compared to like some of the other jumps that I got in the TV show and part two, like. Have you played part two then Maddie? I just watched it. I've just watched it. Oh my God. That game is so good. It's incredible. But like, I, I the first I, one, but the second one is just light years ahead of it. It's emotionally, it affected me for a week afterwards. Yeah, I remember mm-hmm. that. I know um, <laughs> my oldest is as big a fan of The Last of Us as I am. And he waited so long to play part two because he knew a certain thing was going to happen and he wasn't emotionally ready to go through it yet. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Bless him. Yeah. I yeah, and the the second season of this show, they're gonna have to break part two, Last of Us Part Two, into Don't at spoilers. least spoilers. Spoilers. Don't no, spoil. no, 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 I'm not spoiling anything, but I'm saying they're gonna have to break it into like two seasons of television because there's just so much that they have to cover. And I think the way to do it well is to not mush all of The Last of Us yeah. Part 2 into one season, but to draw it out into two. Well, they need think, to tell it the same way it's told in the game. If they try and tell it, how do I say this? Well, if they try and tell it in a linear storyline, it won't work. They need to tell the story exactly the same way it's told in the game. Yeah, I agree. Which I think is why two seasons would be would be ideal. Yeah. Yeah, and it would also help for <laughs> later on as well. It's so difficult to talk about it. And <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's but so we're not talking about part two. We're talking about no. part one, and we're talking about the haunted house. And um, was an interesting thing, right? That's just a, so we said we're not talking about. It. So here's an interesting thing, then, Maddie, from your point of view. Sorry, Michelle, I was excluding you. Um, okay. If this house goes down so well, do you think? the second one would make a, a good house or not? Um, or even parts of it like they've done with this? Or do you think they could make multiple houses based on the first one with them only picking a specific section in this one? I think if we were just going, if if they do another Last of Us house based on the video game, I don't know if there's another section in part one outside of what we are going to be getting that would give us that same sort of like scare with the clickers and not just like Joel killing people. But I think in part two, and this is not a spoiler, I'm just going to say <laughs> a, a, a generic sentence, right? Okay. For part two, I think an amazing haunted house 
would be the uh, derelict hospital scene. See, going off the back of that, I think you could make a decent house then based on the sort of last third of the first one. Sort of, if you're going off the game again, going through that tunnel leading to the hospital and then the hospital section. Yeah, but the hospital section for part one, there's no, there's no infected. Fear. It doesn't need to be infected though. Yeah, but then it just becomes kind of a yeah. For true. somebody who's not obsessed, yeah. it wouldn't be very interesting. Yeah, yeah, it would just it would just be a a, a character killing people, and I don't know. I don't. I think the fear for a haunted house comes from the clickers and the bloaters and the stalkers. That, for me, for me, not being like a Last of Us, um, I mean, I'm a fan. I loved the show and everything, but I'm definitely not obsessed with it like I am Stranger Things. Um, I just really want to see the monsters. I want to see the clickers and the bloaters and the stalkers and the runners. Like, I want to see that stuff. I want to see a lot of it. Then you could do the, the first QZ exit scene then. Yeah, you could. Yeah, for sure. Um, like the sort of the outdoor portion, all the ruins into that first sort of skyscraper building and all of that, because there's plenty of them about at that point. I mean, mm-hmm. can't we do the scene with the giraffes? Can they just bring in live giraffes, please? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's. I think that feeds the uh, I would love that scene. <laughs> they just have giraffes outside the house. Yes, because I know they've said they're making part three at some point, but apparently it's going to be based on a completely different set of characters. Oh. Which will be interesting. That is interesting. I don't know. Do you guys wish that they had a scare zone? Um, No. Well, I think if we're, if the last of us had happened like last year, um, I think a scare zone, I think a scare zone directly outside the house would be so cool because you'd have to like, like maybe something in New York or uh, somewhere where like the scare zone can be directly next to the house entrance. So you, you're, you're physically walking through the, the, the world that you're now going to enter and go through a haunted house That'd in. That'd be cool. But I think for this year specifically, because of the odd fellow storyline, right. through all the scare zones and then into the house, um, I think it wouldn't have made sense if we had a Last of Us scare zone this year specifically. Yeah. But I think in general, a Last of Us scare zone would be very cool. Because I, I think, think there is a difference between a basic like zombie or walking dead zombie and then the movement and the look and the sound of a clicker there is but how do you do that sound of a clicker in a scare zone just with you the just kind of have it, sound system yeah you just have it kind of playing like it doesn't have to come from the from the scare although it could they could, could put probably yeah. like in their masks they could put you know some kind of uh sound or trigger teach them how to make the sound I don't think, I think it be, it would become, like, if you think about New York and compare it to something like Sweet Treats last year, I, I think it would just, there'd be too many of the same looking characters in there. It wouldn't, I think it would, personally, I don't think it would work, I don't think so because like, there's something... so many different types of infected. And then there's also three. the ones that don't look infected at all. There's only three. They're not going to do a blotter in a scare zone. So you oh, want but that'd be so, cool. be so freaking cool if they could. But like, th- like they could still- do people that are newly infected who just look unsuspecting. 
See, what I'd love to see them do, and I think they did it the year they did all the Walking Dead scare zones where they had plants in who looked like theme park guests who got dragged into like alleys by zombies and then would come out as a Walking Dead zombie. Yeah. Which is so cool. Yeah. I wish oh, they'd do more cool. stuff like that. That's pretty neat. Um, I think it would work in like the San Francisco scare zone where it's like a smaller, more yeah. intimate. Yeah, I think New York's too big to do something like that. Yeah. Um, but it would be cool. It would be cool. And the, the last of us, um, I'm, I'm, I was surprised to see a last of us food booth. I didn't know if they would do it and they did it, which is so cool. Oh, I want that tin so bad. Yeah. I'm wondering though, if that was just like a taste of horror thing that you could take home or if we're going, like everybody is going to get a tin who orders that dish. Think about the who hash it, green eggs and ham. There's no reason why they wouldn't. Yeah. 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 (laughs) They're going to need a lot of cans. Just go, hell yeah, of course we want it. Come on, people. I I want it so bad, but I'm just thinking of like a daytime park and a, a walk-up window that has a lot of space, but then versus horror nights where it's like, you know, you're, that the food booth's only going to offer like three different things. So like every other person is going to be ordering just a tin. That's a lot yes. of tins. Unless they price That's it high lot. enough that people, you know, aren't buying them like crazy. Look, all they need is to have enough tins to get through the first weekend, and then I couldn't care less about everybody. <laughs> True that, Lee. Because <laughs> you'll be here. You'll be exactly. here. Uh, from recording right now, we are at, oh, oh my God, I just Two posted. weeks. Two weeks on Friday, I think, the first night, isn't it? Oh, I can't yeah. wait. 18 days. No, it's not three weeks. till opening night. Two weeks, yeah. Cannot wait. So excited. Oh, this hasn't helped my anticipation, by the way. I'm just so excited about it. I this way. I'm not going to spoil it because we haven't done our hype list yet. But considering how much I'm gushing about The Last of Us, it is not number one on my hype list. Whoa, what? Um, that's all I'm saying. Ah, oh, well, uh, if, if I, I don't, I think we covered everything. I think so too. I think we covered as much as we could without going too in-depth with what happens after Pittsburgh um, because that's not what the house is on. So I think I think, uh, I think think that'll do it for this episode, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, and thank you all, the listeners, for listening. And we will see you soon in the fog. Uh, until next episode, for more content, be sure to check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash rushoffear. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Rush of Fear Pod. Lee, do you want to read Kenneth's bit? I was going to because it kind of makes sense. So, of course, for yeah. more general Universal Orlando Resort news, check out just me, not even our friends, me and Michelle <laughs> and my other um, who one of them will be returning very shortly. Yay! Um, Yay. Finally. Uh, yeah, over at the unofficial Universal Orlando podcast, wherever podcasts can be found. Uh, and of course, for all your travel needs, especially Halloween Horror Nights, reach out to my co-host and Paddy and Kenneth's co-host and our sponsor and your sponsor, <laughs> Podbean. I'm a busy person. <laughs> <laughs> you can visit Michelle's website at Podbean. I can't even say that. Podkeyvacations.com. Just click on the pod key and submit your no obligation quote request to begin planning your next magical vacation. 
Yeah, yeah. And be yeah. sure to check out Kenneth's band, Pangolin, everywhere you listen to music online. And follow them on social media at PangolinFL. And don't forget to follow the UUOP on TikTok at UUOPod. You'll find Maddie there creating crazy videos every now and then. And if you could please, please, please leave a spooky, spooky rating and review on whatever podcast platform you are using. It would really help us out, and we'd love to hear from you. Um, Lee, is there anything that you want to plug, anything that you have? I mean, I would expect everyone listening to this knows who we are and where to find us at this point, to be fair. That's true. But we basically, do... yeah, yeah. Yeah. Any social media platform, we are on there generally at UUO Podcast. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. The podcast has come to an end. Now, get out. 